0: For this morning's lesson, I wanted to just slow down for a minute and think through uh, what was just read for us. It is a, a passage that is very short, very quick, easy to kind of just roll right on through. And, and if you slow down and think about what the Apostle Paul said in, in this section, it's an awful lot harder than it sounds. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and give thanks in all circumstances because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for your life. I I dare say all three of those are actually really hard if you think about them. Easy to just roll by. Oh, yeah. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. And, And this morning, what I want to do is slow down on the phrase That is stated right there, give thanks in all circumstances. And the reason I want to do that is sometimes when we talk about giving thanks, it is usually we talk about... When good things happen, we need to make sure that we are thankful to God. We need to give glory to God. We need to point those things back to God, that God is the reason why this benefit has happened. These good things have happened. All of these, these positives in our life because we have the tendency to forget that these good things have come to us from God. But I, I want us to notice that it doesn't say pray, uh, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks when life goes the way you hoped. Uh, give thanks when everything goes just as you would hope for, just as you would want to give thanks for every good thing. Give thanks when everything is just right. Now, that's certainly included. And I think Paul would absolutely agree. We've got to thank God when things are good, when things are great, when things are happening that we wanted, when God is answering prayer. But I want you to think about Paul saying, I want you to give thanks in all circumstances. Now. I think the Apostle Paul would know how hard that would be. It's not that you read about the life of the Apostle Paul and it says, you know, he had it really easy. He never experienced anything bad in his life. Never went through anything hard. Never had any difficulties. No, Paul from time to time will remind us. Yeah, I was the guy that was shipwrecked. I was the guy that everybody hated. I was the guy that was ran out of town. I was the guy that was... Dragged out of a city and stoned and left for dead. I was a guy that was betrayed by my own people. I have gone through an awful number of things. And yet even through all of his experiences. He can write in a letter to Christians and say. I want you to give thanks in all circumstances. And this lesson's going to be hard. So just settle in for the difficulty. Let's talk about circumstances can be hard enough when life doesn't go exactly according to plan when things in life are going going wrong Uh, you know we have a phrase in our world that is basically when it rains it pours and there's a reason for that saying (laughs) it always feels like once something goes, there's going to be a few more things that are ultimately going to go with that. I, we just had recently in, in our lives, our our 12-year-old minivan decided to see how many different air conditioning parts it could break uh, within about a one-month span. Let's go ahead and replace all the parts in the thing. Uh, and, and so here you are going, oh, okay, let's replace it. No, well, that didn't, that fixed it for five minutes, but the other thing was broken too. And you're sitting there going, I just got to get this fixed, and it just won't get fixed, and it's driving me crazy, only to then the next week get home, and the AC unit that was 22 years old in our house went out, and it was not like a small went out, like replaced the whole thing, went out outside and inside. All, you know. And here you are going, well, what else can break? Well, I won't, you know, I already wrote the sermon, actually, last week, something else did break in the other part of the house that was also expensive, and you kind of go, okay, Paul, you want me to give thanks in all circumstances, (laughs) Can I just get a day for something to work. (laughs) This not break for me. We have those days, we have those months, and it sometimes can even feel like years where Things just aren't going right and they they're not super serious, but they're just enough to just go, ah, why can't things go? And we certainly have times in our lives when things go really wrong. when it's not just simply things that are financial that money can fix that it's an AC or, a car or something like that, but we can experience diseases and syndromes and sicknesses, brokenness, divorces, depression, death of our loved ones and even death ourselves, extreme suffering and pain. And as we go through all those things, again, I want to draw your attention back to these crazy words that Paul said. I want you to give thanks in all circumstances, not some, not a few, Not occasionally, but I want you to give thanks in all circumstances. And so what we're going to do this morning is talk about how we can do that. And what I'm going to do is talk about some three changes that we can make in the way that we look at our difficulties so that we can be a thankful people that God wants us to be, as is expressed in this this section of text and then we're going to talk about four quick challenges. I'm going to challenge us this week. You're going to get four challenges for the week about how we can be thankful. Well, let's start with how we can change the way that we think. Three ways that we can do that. And I want you to notice, if you still have it in your Bibles, in First Thessalonians chapter 5 and in verse 18, after he says, give thanks in all circumstances, I want you to notice that the next line is, it is God's will for you. To be thankful in all circumstances. And often we're all about. I want to know what the plan of God is. What's His purpose in my life? What does He want me to do? Here's one that God very explicitly states to each one of us. Here's my plan for you. This is God's will for your life in Christ Jesus. To give thanks in all circumstances. That's God's will for your life. That's what he wants to see you doing. That is part of the Christian walk, that in everything we would be a thankful people and that's what God would expect for us. And it's not hard to look into the scriptures and think about the reasoning why that would be so important to God. We could point to a number of different reasons, but let me just point you to one reason. It's just a reminder that everything we have and everything that we are comes from God. Uh, One of the reasons God wants us to be thankful in all circumstances is to understand everything that you have, everything that you enjoy, everything that you experience, and everything that you are, are ultimately coming from the hand of, of God. And I want you to see how the apostle Paul words this with some pretty strong emphasis in a text that we probably don't really think about as a Thanksgiving sermon by the Apostle Paul, but it certainly underscores the reasoning of it. As he preached to these Gentiles, these Greeks, in Acts chapter 17, I want you to listen to the emphasis that he keeps making about the authority and sovereignty of God. Acts chapter 17 and verse 24. The God who made the world and everything that is in it. Let me just kind of rest on that idea a moment. The God who made the world and everything, you know, not some, not a few, all of everything that is in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made by hands, nor is he served by human hands, As though he needed anything. Since he himself gives to all people life and breath and all things. (laughs) Anything excluded from that? (laughs) Since God gives to every single person, to all people, life and breath and all things. Now listen to what he does even further. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. So here's God saying, okay, I created all things and for all people I give life and breath, and all things, and I put peoples all over the earth, and I have determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitations. Basically, all these lines that we draw on maps. God goes, yeah, I've got that. All the boundary lines, all the appointed times of all peoples' rise and fall, existence, so that they would, so that they would seek God. If perhaps they might feel around for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and exist. Why does God say it is his will for us to be thankful? Because there's not a single thing that we could point to and say, that's not God. We live, we move, we breathe, we exist, and have all things because of God. And the New Testament is always trying to to give us the weight of that. But sometimes we can just forget that for everything, we have the ability to give thanks because everything is ultimately from the hand of God. Now, let me make that really hard on us as I'm going to say something for my number two point That's you're going to think I'm completely lost my mind, but let me, let me give it to you. Our problems are from God's blessings then. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> How can you say that our problems are ultimately from God's blessings? Well, I'll illustrate it and then I'll show you it in the scriptures, but I want to illustrate the point that all of my air conditioning minivan problems as annoying and as expensive as those things were are because God gave me a van. I wouldn't have those problems if I didn't have a van. I'll take the van. (laughs) But sometimes we forget that the problems that we often are experiencing is because they're ultimately the enjoyment of God's blessings, the AC going out in my house, both ends being completely broken. It's because God gave me a house. It's because I have a house to be in. And so you have this picture of this reminder that, hey, be thankful because God gave you that band for the last 12 years. And yeah, things are going out on it, but you have a blessing that has been given to you by God. Now, let me make that a little bit harder. It's easy to see it in minivans. So if I have family problems, it's because God blessed me with a family. And if I have work problems, it's because God has blessed me with a job. And if I suffer loss, it's because God gave me something to enjoy. It can be hard to think about our lives in the framework of everything that we have is a blessing of God. But because we have those blessings, that is where the problems come from. And we wouldn't have the problem if we didn't have the blessing. But we want the blessing. Now, I'll show you that in the scriptures. I want you to listen to what Job says about all of this and how he handles this. And in Job's life, in chapter one, we read about him losing all of his possessions. He was one of the wealthiest people in all of the East is how the book of Job opens. He loses all of that wealth. And if that were not enough, he has all 10 of his children die in a moment. And we're told that Job arose and he tore his robe and he shaved his head and he fell on the ground and worshipped. I don't have time, but that would be a major sermon right there. He just lost a lot. And his response is worship. But notice how he's able to worship. And he said... Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. Do you see that Job is able to take all that he has and put it back into the hands of God? And, and what he says is, is very important to keep in mind. Here Job says, I came into this life with nothing. I think we're all there, right? You know, you, we all start on zero. You, you come in, nothing. But then he also points out, and I'm going to leave with nothing. It's not going with us. Therefore, everything in the middle is a blessing of God. You start with nothing and you end with nothing, then who's responsible for everything in between? But God. And this is the the reminder that that, that you have Job being able to remind us here that it's so important. The reason he's able to worship is because he's able to see that I started with nothing and I ended with nothing. And all that I have lost, it is okay for me to experience that because everything has been a blessing to me. And I hope that we see that you have Job presenting the right way of thinking. I can be thankful in the hard times and I can be thankful in the times of suffering and loss and in pain because I'm not looking at what I've lost, but I'm looking at what I was able to enjoy. And that's the real hard turning of the the way of thinking. We spend a lot of our time looking at what we don't have we look at a lot of our life about what we had and lost. If you were here Wednesday night, we talk a lot about what we had and it no longer is with us and the way we thought it was going to be and it no longer is. And we spend so much of our time about what we've lost, what we don't have, what we're missing, what the way it should be. And how is Job able to have his whole life just completely wrecked? and worship God and say, I started with nothing and I ended with nothing. How can you do that? Except you have that perspective of being able to look at everything that I have and everything that I am and everything that I've enjoyed is ultimately a blessing of God. I'm not going to look at what I've lost, but I'm going to look at what I was able to have. And ultimately, that none of this is deserved and we've been given a time to enjoy these things. Let me illustrate it this way. If we have good health, of course, then we have a reason to be thankful. But if I don't have good health, I can be thankful that there was a time that I did have good health. And I can be thankful that I'm still alive to struggle with the health that I have. There is a way to always turn the picture to look at what we have rather than looking at what we've lost. And Job powerfully does that. And clearly the Apostle Paul is leaning into that. Is our problems are from God's blessings, but losing something that we had or what we hope for is ultimately from God's hand. Is that I had something in the first place that was given to me and, and who says I was supposed to keep it as long as I wanted to? I feel like I'm the one in control and I can determine how long I'm going to enjoy these things. I want to be able to say how long I'm going to live and how how the health of myself and the health of my family is going to be. And I'm going to have a say of how wealthy we are and I'm going to have a say of how well life is going to go. And God is always trying to show us that's not in your hands. You start with nothing and you end with nothing. But everything in the middle is ultimately from God. So now let me make it a little harder. It's only going to get harder as we go, so it's fine. Number three. One of the reasons God is telling us here it is so important that we be thankful in all circumstances is there are so many places in the scriptures that tell us if we aren't thankful, it's destructive. Now, we, we sometimes miss the importance of it. We think, oh, well, does it matter if I'm not thankful? You know, things aren't that great. They're not what I hoped for. I was hoping that they'd be better. You know, life isn't what I... So, so I can just kind of be, you know, about, about life. But I want you to, to listen to what the Apostle Paul says about all this. It's, it, it's, it's so stunning how all of this plays out. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 24, in speaking of God, his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and his divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. Now, I just want to freeze there right minute. All right. Here's all the things that God has done. Here's all creation, like we talked about in our Bible class this morning. Here's everything that God has done. Look around, look outside, you see the power of God, you see the the, the wisdom of God, you see all of that on display and just looking around and seeing the immensity of the glory of creation. And he says, now here are a people and they didn't give thanks to God for any of those things. They didn't attribute it to him. They didn't see him as the one behind it. They didn't honor him because of it. They didn't, gave him no glory whatsoever in terms of their lives or the creation or what they've enjoyed or what they were given. Notice what the Apostle Paul says next about that. He says, although they didn't honor God or give him thanks... He says they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Not being thankful causes broken thinking. Not curious. Not attributing everything in our lives to God and to his sovereign good hand, he says, leads to a darkening of understanding and a futile way of looking at life. All right, take a step back. You ever wonder why people think the way they are or doing what they're doing? You know, one of the big reasons is they're not attributing things to God. Broken thinking Feudal thinking, darkened understanding comes from not tying these things to the hand of God, not seeing that God is ultimately the reason why we have these very things. Or maybe I'll make it a little bit easier on us. Can you see it in other people? Their lives get messed up because they just can't see the good that God has done. And lives go just down the tubes because they're unwilling to point to the hand of God. I don't have time, but if you are in Romans 1, if you scan your eyes down through the rest of that chapter, he will start talking about how those sins get more and more destructive. It starts with broken thinking, futile understanding, not looking at your life and the world properly. And it just starts getting worse and worse and worse as they begin to destroy their lives all the more. And it all begins in this verse right here, which is they didn't thank God. And if you don't have thanksgiving to God as a priority in your life, you will destroy your life. And that's what Paul's describing in Romans 1. And I believe that's a critical reason why Paul says... It is the will of God in Christ Jesus for your life that you give thanks to God in all circumstances. That we would look at everything in that light because ingratitude is self-destructive. And Paul is trying to point that out in terms of our lack of thanksgiving. Now, so let me put it in this way as a summary of those first three ideas if Paul is commanding us and saying it is the will of God for you to be thankful in all circumstances, then that means there is a way for us to find thanksgiving. Even in the pain and the hurt and the loss. And that might be your week this week. I don't know. You know, not everybody's Thanksgiving week is you know, happy, clappy family time. This might be a pretty bad week. This might be a sorrowful week. This might be a week of hurt. But I want you to hear what the Apostle Paul is saying. There is a way to find thanksgiving, even in that hurt, and even in the loss, and even in the pain, and even in the suffering. There is a way to find that trajectory. There is a way to point to the things of God. And so I want us to think about in all circumstances, it must be possible for us to look at what God has accomplished in our lives. And I'm hoping that those three things would be like a jump point to that is not only is it God's will for us, but so much of what we experience is ultimately the fact that God has blessed us so richly and now we don't have it. And that problem is ultimately because we're enjoying the blessings of God. And that we would look at it through that lens and see it in that way. And if we refuse to look at it that way, God's telling us you're going to make your life worse. It's going to be self destructive. All right, four challenges, I said. So here you go. And I'll do this one from easy to hard, too. Number one If my life is blessed, will I be thankful? This should be a straightforward, easy. If I've been blessed by God, if I can see God's hand in my life, if I can point to those things, then can I be thankful about them? It says a lot about our spiritual condition. If we're unable to be thankful, even when things are relatively good. Sometimes we can develop this toxic nature of what our culture stands for right now, which is to find everything wrong with everything and not be able to be thankful for what we have. And there is something terribly wrong with an inability to enjoy the good times and the blessings that we have and rather find another reason to complain about our lives. I think all of us would readily admit, could life be better? Sure. Of course, of course it could be better. But does that mean, okay, so I'm not going to look at this overwhelming abundance of God's blessings, but I'm going to zero in on how I think it could be better. Can we be thankful to God? Even when our lives are blessed, when things are going well, if all I want to do is focus on my problems and focus on my pains I submit to you that our souls are in serious spiritual danger. If we enjoy focusing on the bad, if our souls are very much promoted by look at all of my problems and I can't see the good, there's a very, very big warning of spiritual danger. Number two, if I lose it all, Can I still be thankful? I told you it got harder. If I lose it all. Can I still be thankful? Job reminds us that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. At the end of chapter one, Job is sitting there. And everything outside of himself has been lost. It's gone. It's been taken away. And I hope that we would be able to have a perspective that if it breaks, it's because God originally gave it to me. If it is lost, it's because God originally gave it to me. Whatever it is that I am hurting over because it's gone. Remember that God gave it to us in the first place. And so whether that comes down to stuff being broken and as annoying as that is, because I totally understand that right now or whether we are talking about serious things and it comes down to friends and family and things that are of a bigger nature. Can we still be thankful if we lose it all? You remember what Satan told God? Satan told God that righteous people like Job won't serve God anymore if you take it all away. That was the whole question. Job only serves because you're doing good to him. You put a hedge around him. You're making life pleasant. Take it away. Then it's going to quit on you. So the question's to us. Would we still be thankful and still worship like Job and still see the glory of God, even if we were to lose it all? Number three. If life doesn't go the way I want, can I still be thankful? I mentioned this in the Wednesday class. I dare say it would be, you tell me afterward if you can do this. I'm really curious if you can. But if you can come outside after after we're done and say my life is exactly where I thought it would be when I was a kid, you know, when I had a vision of being adult and and living life, it's exactly what I thought it would be. I'm exactly where I thought I have hit all of those goals, all of those milestones, that vision of life. Just perfect. I'll be waiting. (laughs) I don't know that anybody can say. Boy, everything has gone exactly according to plan. So here's my question. Can you be thankful anyway? When life doesn't go the way we want, can we be thankful anyway? Who said life is supposed to go the way that we want? Let's find that verse. Sometimes we put God on the hook for that, don't we? My life's supposed to go this particular way according to the vision that I want and the way it's supposed to be like this. And God doesn't do it. We go, hey, you're supposed to make my life the way that I want it to be. And God says, I never said that. I, I never made a promise to you that your vision that you had at eight years old about how life was going to be, would come to fruition. I don't say that. If life doesn't go according to plan, Can I still be thankful? Now, here's why that's important. Remember all those passages that we just read, particularly Acts 17, where I slowed down and I said, God's in control over all creation. It's because of him that we live and move and exist and have all of this. He's created all this. And here we are. This is a reminder to us. God has us right here, right now. It's not what we planned. It's not well, the vision went. Do you think a kid from San Diego, California thought he was going to be in Florida? <laughs> no. No. Preaching? No. I told my dad all my life, no way I'm going to do this. And yet God is moving these pieces around <laughs> to have you right here right now in these circumstances, in this condition, it is by the hand of God that we live, move, and breathe and exist. You're here for that. So if life is not going the way you thought, can you still be thankful because God has you right here at this moment? You are who you are, and you have what you have because God has you there at that moment. All right. Let me make the hard one, so that's gonna get worse. Number four. Can I accept the good from God and not the adversity also? At the end of chapter one, after Job worships and still gives thanks to God and says, naked I came into this world and naked I go. So blessed be the name of the Lord. Essentially, it's all a blessing. All of life is a blessing. None of it is owed to me. None of it's deserved. Everything is from the hand of God. Chapter two, Satan says, let's make it a little bit worse. Let's take his health away too. And you might remember now, Job has lost his wealth, he has lost his health, and he has lost all of his children. And Job's wife says, you should quit. Her words actually are, in chapter 2 and verse 10, curse God and die. Essentially, give up on God. Throw it away. If God is not going to be what you want him to be, then just quit. And I want you to remember what Job says in that. Job first says, that's foolish thinking. It is foolish to talk that way. But then he asks this very important question. The question on the screen. Job 2, verse 10, should we accept only good from God and not adversity? And if we're honest, probably the very thing we want to do is only accept the good and not the adversity. I'm all in with God when things are good. But God, I'm not in when you make it hard. God, I'm not in when you take things away, when I experience pain or suffering or loss, when life doesn't go according to plan. And I want you to hear Job's words there. Can we really honestly say that we're going to accept the good from God and not also accept the adversity? So to end it, I would say it this way. Can I thank my way through my circumstances? Because I see God at work. And I see all that he's done for me. Can we be thankful through the circumstance? And keep thanking God. And keep seeing God's hand. And keep seeing his good. Yes, we've hurt. Yes, we've lost. But God is still God is here. And God has said he's going to take us home. Let's go to God in prayer. Our Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray that you would help us and forgive us for how often we are unthankful. Lord, forgive us for how often we look at our lives and we are simply unhappy, that we simply are telling you that what you have done for us is insufficient. Lord, forgive us for when we have not been able to see all the good that you've done in our lives, not only in the past, but also in the present. Forgive us for when we have not recognized that literally everything we have has come from your hand. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to be a thankful people, even as we lose things in this life. And even as we go through such hurt and we experience such tremendous loss and we go through so much pain, Lord, help us to be thankful. Help us to see what you have given to us. Help us to see these blessings, not only of wealth, but the blessing of family, the blessing of eternity with you, the blessing of this group of Christians, family, that we can be together Lord, help us to see that if we began to count all that you have done for us, there would be no stopping the count. And Lord, forgive us for when we have failed to understand that. Lord, help us to have a heart like Job, who sees all the blessings and understands that we start with nothing and end with nothing. Lord, help us to be like Job, And help us to be able to say that it is foolish to accept the good from you and not also the adversity. Lord, we go into a week now where it is a time of reflection in our country. It's a time of thanksgiving, a time of looking upward. I pray not only in our own lives, but I pray across this country that people would open their eyes and see that it is all you. Everything about this nation is because of you. Every blessing that we have, every bit of wealth, everything that we enjoy has all been because of you. I pray, Lord, that this would be a time of thanksgiving so the people would turn their eyes upward and turn their hearts back to you before it's too late. Lord, help us to do that in our lives. Help us to not only be grateful this week as we come around and enjoy friends and family and we Think about the rich blessings that we have. But Lord, help us to do it all the other weeks of the year as well. Help us to be thankful in all circumstances. In Jesus' name, amen. Sing an invitation song and invite you to come to Jesus. And I'm really grateful for Evan's songs, whether you did that intentionally or not, as you did songs all about things that are hard in life. And that was the whole point of thinking about how can we be thankful when things are hard? How can we be thankful when we don't understand what's going on in life? How can we be thankful when things are difficult? And I hope that we will spin that picture a different direction today and think about, look at all the good that God has done. And so much of what we're ultimately experiencing is because God has done so much good in our lives. And let's appreciate those windows of time. Appreciate those great blessings that we've experienced now, experienced in the past and see that God is because of it all. Can we help you come to him today to turn away from your sins? Be immersed in water for the forgiveness of your sins. We'd love to help you in any way. Why don't you come now while we stand and while we sing.